Hey, welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. This is just a quick update for something that I missed last week. Uh, the software that I missed was the Photo Mechanic, which is a really good piece of software. Um, I did use it a few years ago when it was when I could get my hands on a free copy. It's uh, used by a lot. Oh, sorry, I'm just. <laughs> I'm outside walking around with my chickens and I've got a male turkey that keeps following me and making noise. Anyway, yeah, photo mechanic is used by a lot of pros. Um, I don't use it myself. I have used, like I say, I used it in the past. I think it was when it was free. Um, it would have been free because I, I'm a lot, I was a lot cheaper than I am now. It's old age that it does that. Anyway, the photo mechanic six costs $139. Photo Mechanic Pro costs $229. Now that is 23 months worth of Photoshop Lightroom package. 23 months, that's a lot of money. So if you give it a try, there's a, a free download, a trial, 30 day trial period. Give it a go if you like it. Tell them I sent you. <laughs> Not that that would matter anyway, but yeah, give it a go. Maybe it'll be right for you. Um, I'm going to chase the turkey around the yard now. Um, so enjoy the podcast. I'll get back to it. Bye. Welcome to the Photography Q&A podcast. Hey, how's it going? I'm Andy Jones, and this is episode seven of the Photography Q&A podcast. Can't believe I've got to number seven. Only seems, well, it has only been a few weeks. Anyway, today's question, what is the exposure triangle? This is the big one. So because it's such a big one, I have done a PDF file of everything I've talked about here. So you can get a free download. Uh, I'm going to put it in with the how to set your camera up to shoot in manual mode videos that I put up. So you just sign in, you'll sign in once, get an email, and you'll have links to everything that's available free. All right, so let's get on with this. So the exposure triangle is used to explain how to balance your settings for a good exposure, meaning a well-lit photograph. Okay, so everybody needs to know this because I was on one of the Facebook groups and someone asked, what is the best setting to shoot at a wedding? So they think that you can just set the camera up and just wander around and it's good to go, whatever. There's a wedding setting. I wish there was, there isn't, and that is why we need the exposure triangle. So to make this as easy as possible, I have set up a framework, hence the name of the website, 50millimeterframework.com. The whole idea of this is to make it as easy as possible. So my framework not only teaches you how to use your camera, but it'll take you all the way through to making money with your camera. So I'm going to cover that at the end of the podcast. We'll leave that to the very end. The things that you need to control, are there are three things, hence a triangle, three-sided. You've got your aperture, shutter speed, and ISO. Aperture controls the aperture blades that are inside the lens. The shutter speed controls how much light is allowed onto the sensor and the ISO controls how sensitive the image sensor is to light. So these are the three sides to the triangle. If you do a search for exposure triangle, you're going to get this picture of a triangle, which you'll see on my PDF. I did one as well. Um, 
it really doesn't tell you what settings are needed. And when I was starting out, I just couldn't, I, didn't, I looked at it and looked at it and it didn't help me. It didn't help me at all. It wasn't until a friend actually gave me a, a clue that I knew what it was all about. It, it was very complicated. Anyway, I, I'm not going to do it as a triangle. I'm going to do it as three, just three settings. And basically you need to start thinking of aperture, shutter speed and ISO in terms of stops. S-T-O-P-S, stops or stop. Each stop is is a measurement of light. If you listen to episode three of the podcast about lenses, I did mention f-stops and focal stops, and that's being a way to measure light passing through the lens. The stops for aperture, well, they start at one, but I don't know if there's a lens out there that's one, um, but the the better lenses are 1.4. The next step up is two, then 2.8, 4, 5.6, 8, 11, 16, 22, 32. Now you don't need to remember that. If you get the PDF, you'll see it. But there are also stops for shutter speed and ISO. For shutter speed, they go up from, well, they go as slow as you want to go. It can be two minutes, four minutes. I'm going to start basically um, stuff you might be able to handhold. So that is like an eighth of a second, goes up to a 15th, 30th, 60th of a second, 125, 250, 500, 1000, 2000, 4000, and I think they go up to 8000. ISO starts with some cameras have 50, ISO 50, but most have 100. If you've got 50, that's good. It's not a bad thing. So they go 50, 100, 200, 400, 800, 16, 3264, and so on. Now, aperture and shutter speed control how much light gets onto the image sensor. The ISO controls how sensitive the image sensor is to light. ISO 100 is not very sensitive, where ISO 1600 is super sensitive. With ISO, high numbers are good for allowing the image to have lots of light. The higher the number, more light. With aperture and shutter speed, low numbers give you more light. High numbers give you less, low numbers give you more. And with ISO, high numbers in ISO, the extreme high numbers will make your images very grainy, very particulate and grainy. So you need to keep your ISO as low as possible. The main thing you need to know about these stops on each one of the scales, like for aperture, shutter speed and ISO, is that each stop is either twice as much or two times less than the the stops either side of them. For instance, ISO 200 allows twice the amount of light than ISO 100 does. ISO 800 allows twice as much light to be in the image than ISO 400. With aperture, f1.4 lets in twice as much light as f2. f2 lets in twice as much as 2.8, and each step down is two times different. And when you go the other way, it's two times less. 1.4 lets in four times more light than 2.8. So if you've got a lens, like your kit lens, at 5.6, and you go out and you get yourself a 50mm lens and you shoot at f2, you've got 2, 4, 8. So f2 lets in eight times more light than a 5.6, which is incredible. It's a big game changer. Same for shutter speed. The faster the speed of the shutter, less light goes in. Each stop, two times less. 
So if you, for instance, if you're shooting at 1 250th of a second and you change your setting to 125, the 125 will give you twice as much light than the 250 did. So in between each one of the stops, there are three other settings, but we're not going to get talking about those today. We don't need to talk about those. We're just going to concentrate on these stops, not the one third stops that are in between. They are there for greater accuracy, so we're not going to bother with them right now. So how do you know that your three settings, your aperture, shutter speed and ISO are correct? The answer is your light meter. When you look in your viewfinder, you'll see a light meter. It has a little scale showing on one side plus one, plus two, plus three, on the other minus one, minus two, minus three. And there is a little indicator that when you change your settings, you'll see it move. Now the idea is to get that indicator right in the middle on zero. When it's at zero, you've got the perfect setting so you can start taking pictures when it's in the plus zone you've got too much light and when it's in the minus zone you've got too little light okay so let's work on the 50 millimeter framework so the first thing you're going to think about is light you don't want to be taking a photograph of someone with sun straight in the face you want to break that sun up so it's a softer light direct sunlight is the hardest light there is we need soft light so if you stand someone under a tree the leaves of the tree will break up the light it's normally a nice effect or get them around the side of a building whatever you just don't want too much direct sunlight too much strong hard light think about the background when you look at your subject, look what's behind them. If there's a car there, you can make that car disappear by getting down low in front of your subject and shooting up. And then the background around the head and shoulders of your subject is going to be sky or the tree that's there, not the car that's at eye level. Think about your background. Second is depth of field. That is set with your aperture. So if you're going to be shooting a nice shallow depth of field and you want a blurred background, nice bokeh, f2.8 from say five six seven feet will give you a beautiful depth of field everything you need will be in focus and everything else will be nice and blurry next you think about the shutter speed is the subject moving if yes how fast so if someone's standing still you can get away with 160th or 125th 125th to be safe uh, so you're not going to get camera shake if they're moving a little little kids maybe one two fiftieth of a second and if they're running really quick 800 1000 you should be good with that next is iso and i want you to set your iso setting to a low 100 if you've got 50 even better set it to 50 what you do you frame your subject click the shutter button down halfway not the whole way and just look at your light meter if it is in the minus zone you have too little light and you need to add a little light to it so what you can do if it's in the minus you can change your ISO setting until it indicates in the middle now when you're looking at your light meter look at what it tells you if it's saying minus one it means you've got one stop of light too little you need one stop of light from somewhere so it can be from either your aperture your shutter speed or your ISO aperture you don't want to change because you set that up for the correct depth of field shutter speed can be changed but to get more light you would have to go slower by one stop you'd have to go out of 160th if you're comfortable taking pictures at 160th that would be fine if you're not don't change it what you need to do then is change your iso to a higher number so if it's at 100 your indicator is at minus one you change your iso to 200 and it will bring the indicator to zero you've got a correct exposure setting and you're good to take your pictures now if the light indicator 
was on plus two that's two stops of too much light so to get the indicator back to zero you need to make some changes you can't change your ISO because you can't go lower than 100 to reduce the light you don't want to change your aperture because you've already set it to that setting of say 2.8 so that you get the correct depth of field so what you do you're going to change your shutter speed so by upping your shutter speed from 1 25th of a second up to 1 500th of a second you will knock two stops of light off because the faster shutter speed will let less light in two stops less and the indicator will be at zero and you can start shooting so we'll do a quick recap the first thing you're going to check on is where the light's coming from protect your subject think about your background you don't want silly things in the background you know, like a, a lamppost sticking out of someone's head think about it changing the angle of your picture either shooting up or down or wherever just get them in a situation where the background looks good so that when you get the blurry background it will look excellent not odd next on the list is depth of field set your aperture to the depth of field that you need if you want a shallow depth of field set it to 2.8 f2 whatever but you need to understand how that works and you need to download photo pills depth of field app i'll put a, a link in the show notes next shutter speed if the if your subject is still go as slow as you can so say 1 25th of a second would be nice you're not going to get any camera shake with that if they're moving a little faster 250th of a second and if they're going quicker again maybe 800th of a second okay next we've got iso now you're going to turn your iso setting down to the lowest setting on most cameras it's 100 you might be able to turn yours down to 50 that's okay just turn it to the lowest setting and last is the light meter you're just going to monitor the light meter if it's in the minus you need more light if it's in the plus zone you need to cut some light most of the time you're going to keep your aperture the same and you're going to either alter your iso or your shutter speed and that's all there is to it there you have it your three things you need to set up and how to do it it's very simple just look at your light meter i am going to upload the pdf file to the website it will already be there when the podcast is up okay then that's it next week's question is what is the best way to store your photos i'll do a full rundown of different options so that's it for this week nice talking to you see you again soon bye